Welcome to the Black Lives Mental Health Matters podcast. This podcast is hosted by Kwabena Siaka. This podcast looks through a trauma-informed lens at the trauma that black and brown folks and people of color have experienced historically in the United States of America. This podcast explores the justification for reparations to the black and brown communities for the psychological and physical harm that has been it is being done to these communities by individuals and communities acting with coordinated conscious and unconscious schemes to destroy black and brown people's self-esteem, their self-confidence, and their self-worth. Trauma enacted on these communities for the express purposes of controlling their will and their bodies for their financial and social gain and advancement. In our last episode, in order to get on the same page, we defined trauma based on the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual that mental health professionals use in order to diagnose mental health disorders. And we produced evidence from the literature that depicted the types of treatment that enslaved people endured that underscored the definition that mental health professionals use for trauma. This myth about racial superiority is deeply embedded in the psyche of many white Americans and others. But you know, there has not been any validated evidence to suggest that humans, regardless of superficial skin color, are in any substantial way different mentally or emotionally or biologically. In fact, the evidence suggests by numerous black folks that have disproven this notion time and time again through their accomplishments. Many of their accomplishments achievements go unnoticed or have been appropriated or hidden from general knowledge through book burnings and lack of access to publishing and by prejudice, bigotry, and or discrimination. That some folks persist in promoting this falsehood or untruth is a signal that their agendas are suspect and in fact move toward what is sometimes these days referred to by the notion of white supremacy. When perpetrated individually, they may be referred to as white supremacist notions. Whether by group or individually, this ideology is promoted to hurt and degrade individuals or a group, in this case based on skin color in other cases based on sexual orientation or religion and has been perpetrated one generation to the next since the founding of this country. This attitude followed by cruel behavior, mean words and deeds creates a condition where trauma can not only exist but thrive How do traumatized people typically react to trauma? Well, the American Psychological Association states that close and longer-term reactions include unpredictable emotions, 
flashbacks, strained relationships, and even physical symptoms like headaches or nausea. The American Psychological Association Dictionary of Psychology says reaction to trauma also includes any disturbing experience that results in a significant fear. It also says helplessness and disassociation, confusion, and other disruptive feelings intense enough to have a long-lasting negative effect on a person's attitudes, behaviors, and their way of functioning. It ends by saying, trauma often challenges an individual's view of the world as a just, safe, and predictable place. Let's go a little deeper in our understanding of trauma from an individual worldview to a more global worldview. In 2020, a new code for PTSD called CPTSD, which stands for Complex Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder, came into being in response to the worldwide social justice protest of 2020, which we know were ignited as a protest to the murder of George Floyd. These protests spread worldwide in solidarity and in recognition of injustices everywhere by police toward black individuals and their communities. According to the British Journal of Psychiatry, the International Diagnostic Code, Code 11, is the new code for the new expanded view of trauma that describes the more complex reactions that are typical of folks exposed to chronic trauma. The addition of this disorder is distinct from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and is made to provide greater precision in the diagnosis of traumatized populations and be more personalized which should result, we hope, in more effective treatment. Keep in mind that the diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder is a relatively new one itself. It was first introduced in 1980 in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, 4th edition. PTSD differed from many DSM disorders in that it described symptoms that were the result of a traumatic event, for example, combat or rape or war, vehicle accidents, health trauma, etc. A PTSD diagnosis requires the presence of a traumatic stressor as a prerequisite for evaluation and diagnosis. CPTSD, complex post-traumatic stress diagnosis, does not require the presence of a specific event, but can be multiple small events over time, such as microaggressions, 
Microaggressions are small but significant traumas caused by any number of small events, such as name-calling or by any event in which a person believes that there is a threat to life or physical integrity and safety and experiences fear, terror, or helplessness. The symptoms are characterized by re-experiencing the trauma and painful recollections, flashbacks, or recurrent dreams or nightmares, or avoidance of activities or places that recall the traumatic event as well as a diminished responsiveness, emotional anesthesia or numbing. Other significant characteristics may include a disinterest in significant activities and and feelings of detachment and, and estrangement from others and chronic physiological arousal leading to such symptoms as exaggerated startle response, disturbed sleep, and difficulty in concentrating or remembering. Description changes to the PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder criteria from DSM-4 to DSM-5 versions include the following included. The subjective criteria requiring that the person feel fear, terror, or helplessness has been eliminated. Symptom clusters have been recategorized and additional symptoms in a new separate criterion has been developed for children six years of age and younger. This is an important distinction because it allows you to extrapolate from the individual to the general population. This PTSD diagnosis has proven to be highly influential in decades of research developing and testing treatments for PTSD. The most effective treatments have been trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy such as EMDR, eye movement desensitization, reprocessing, and to a lesser extent pharmaceutical treatments using selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. That some folks persist in promoting this falsehood or untruth is a signal that their agendas are suspect and moreover move toward what is sometimes these days referred to by the notion of white supremacy. When perpetrated individually, they may be referred to as white supremacist notions. Whether by group or individually, this ideology is promoted to hurt and degrade individuals or a group, in this case, based on skin color. In other cases, based on religion or gender orientation or whatever, and has been embedded and perpetuated from one generation to the next since the founding of this country. This attitude, followed by cruel behavior, words and deeds, creates a condition where trauma can not only exist, but thrive 
How do traumatized people typically react to trauma? Well, the APA states, and I quote, that close and longer term reactions include unpredictable emotions, flashbacks, strained relationships, and even physical symptoms like headaches or nausea. The APA Dictionary of Psychology says reaction to trauma also includes any disturbing experiences that result in significant fear. It also includes, in the quote, helplessness and dissociation, confusion, and other disruptive feelings intense enough to have a long-lasting negative effect on a person's attitudes, behaviors, and their way of functioning, unquote. It ends by saying trauma often challenges an individual's view of the world as a just, safe, and predictable place. W.E.B. Du Bois wrote in 1903 in his well-known book entitled The Souls of Black Folk about the separation of self or dis disassociation when he said, and I quote, one ever feels his two-ness, an American, a Negro, two souls, two thoughts, two unreconciled strivings, two warring ideals in one dark body whose dogged strength alone keeps it from being torn asunder, unquote. Thank you for listening to this episode of Black Lives Mental Health Matters podcast, hosted by Klobin and Siaka, trauma specialist, educator, and author, and produced by Value Creation Counseling PDX, LLC. Special thanks to my editor, Mary Myers, and to Susan Evans, who composed and performed the background music entitled Quabinus Theme. You can reach out to me or leave a comment via email at blacklivesmentalhealthmatters at gmail.com or via text at 971-220-5876. Let's remember that everyone is precious and deserving of respect. <laughs>